1: Tuesday, and welcome to our weekly podcast here at St. Andrew's Community United Methodist Church, where we get together every week to have a little bit, little bit of fun and uh, discuss the sermon from the previous Sunday. Hope you guys are having a great day,
0: and uh, we're excited to uh, to join you. Da, uh, how are you doing? You know, I just I want to be honest with everybody and say that uh, I don't eat before we do this you know because i don't want to be belching all through it but my stomach is really growling today and we've been in here talking about food while we're waiting for the time to come so how am i doing i am hungry (laughs)
1: nice well as long as you don't get hangry i will not get hangry i'm not myself
0: when i'm hungry i'm not that hungry yet (laughs) good call jeff how are you doing today well i
2: i'm doing great uh i got to kind of Call you guys out this week. Uh-oh. You guys, uh, I'm going off script. You guys Uh-oh. don't know. But uh, you guys kind of threw down the gauntlet last week. I don't know if you guys recalled.
0: Oh, I, I remember we did something, but I don't remember I what don't, it was. Yeah. I don't remember. So. I
2: don't remember what I did an hour ago. So in, Indulge me. We're going to reset the show. Okay. And see if I answered this gauntlet that you guys threw down for me last week. Ah. Uh, Here we go.
0: Okay. High tech stuff going on here. Yeah, way high tech. Welcome
2: to St. Andrew's Community United Methodist Church live interactive podcast. Thank you for tuning in with us today. And now for your hosts for your spiritual hour of power, Pastors D. A. Bennett and
0: Josh Coates. Wow! I, wow! It's it's like a half hour. Half of hour of power. 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 <laughs> That's, that's, Excellent that's work. pretty impressive. Wow. Is that what you were working on when I was kind of peeking in here yesterday? Uh, no comment, but yeah, totally <laughs> was. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, w- I would walk by yesterday, and he'd have the headphones on. Man, he's working it. And I thought, yeah. I don't know what he's doing. I could see there was you know the sound scribbles on his screen. So, wow, good job. I like it. I here like it. So, so are we so going to go with that next week? Next week? Uh, it's totally up to you guys. I yeah. don't know if
2: I answered that uh, correctly or, or sufficiently enough, but... Uh, so here's what there I we think go. we
0: need to do. We need to hear a vote from the people that oh, are tuned in right now, and they can say thumbs up, thumbs down, or whatever it is. There you uh, go. For you guys we,
2: that are uh, chiming in right now, yes. we've, got, we've got Tiara, Kathy, Christy. They're all chiming in. So I
1: give thumbs up.
0: What do you guys I, think? I give thumbs up. So let's hear from y'all. Y'all, y'all get to veto us, which doesn't happen very often, but we we are here to scratch your itch <laughs> for this hour of power. <laughs> hour of power. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, so I just had 45 seconds of not thinking about how hungry I am. There you go. Well, let's see if we can make it another uh, 28 minutes exactly. and you'll be good to
1: go. So uh, we're obviously continuing the series, uh, Creating the Church, and this week we are we were in Acts chapter 6, verses 1 through 7, and uh, we see some growing pains that are starting to take yeah. place in the church. And some, you know, the church had... Is no longer being added to daily but we see a rapid multiplication of the church and with that came some pains came some problems and so that's kind of what we uh, what we addressed and talked about in uh, in church this Sunday
0: you know I I, I I truly love that I mean I don't I can't tell you how many times I've read that passage and how many times I've read the book of Acts uh, especially Acts chapter 2 where the Lord is adding to their number daily and when you said so this is the first time it ever says multiplied it it seems like such an easy thing but that is a significant difference right you know to go from three thousand in one day added right you know explosive growth there but then to say this thing is is a raging wildfire this is a powerful move of the holy spirit and i was taught in seminary the holy spirit always moved faster than our ability to keep up with what the spirit is doing and so when you talk about growing pains i'm like wow that is a great way to frame this because in in our church's history when we were on a rapid growth pace there was growing pains and and but you're excited about them you know right, you, you yeah. work through them
1: yeah it's, it's not necessarily bad things now in, in the instance here you know there's discontent there's rumblings of of discontent and kind of accusations of, of some things, which that's never good. But, but typically the, the growing pains, at least that I've experienced in ministry, um, it, what it really forces you to do is just to, to, uh, really remember the why, right. Yes. And, and remember your role. And, and that's what we see the, uh, the disciples do as, as they're looking at, okay, what's the intent, what's the purpose for the church. And as we are expanding mm-hmm. and, and growing um, we can't forget that, or we're going to lose sight of of the most important thing.
0: And and this is why you know in the church, it's the the why is important. That's why whenever we're considering something, whenever we're considering a a new ministry, the question always is, how does this help us accomplish? Our mission you know you can have good ideas you can have god ideas how does this help us accomplish our mission and one of the things i remember from my first appointment the senior pastor i worked with uh he had a great statement and i thought of it when you talked about we've got to remember the why Mm -hmm. and what he said was we can endure any what if we have a why yeah absolutely and and with my accent i was actually sharing that in a sermon once and people thought I said you can endure any what if you have some wine. <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah, that, that really wasn't the message that, that <laughs> I was you get wanting some amens to send. From the congregation on that <laughs> I, I had some happy people in attendance that day, uh, but I mean, yeah. Why do we do the things we do? We can we can look at other people sometimes, and even other churches, and say, well, this is what they do. Well, yeah. Why do we need to do that?
1: Yeah, and and as the church, whether you're you're growing or not, um, you're always constantly changing. Um, and and I think that um, you know, one thing that I said was that we should expect distractions. Yeah, the early church, they absolutely had both external and internal distractions. And I think that um, you know you know what I said with that was the enemy will will always try to distract us from, what we're here for. Mm-hmm. And in remembering the why and in remembering who we are and our identity, it helps us to overcome and get through those distractions. Right.
0: And, and you know, that, that's such a great illustration. I, and, and I love that when the apostles were hearing the criticism, number one, they didn't turn a deaf ear to it. They didn't say, you right. know, that's Dilly. not important. They said, okay, what y'all are saying is important, but it's not our job to take care of this. Our job is to pray and to share the word of God. And when we're, again, talking about distractions, a great Old Testament example of this is the book of Nehemiah, that Nehemiah is sent back to rebuild the walls and essentially to rebuild Jerusalem. And there were some people that saw him doing that, and they didn't like it. They, They didn't like what he was doing. And they would say, hey, come down here and talk to us. And Nehemiah you know, you just have to believe the Spirit of God gave him discernment to know what their <laughs> end game was. But he said, I have an important job, and I can't deal with you right now. Yeah. He, because he knew what his why was, and they were just trying to distract him. Right. Uh, and, and anytime God's calling us to do something, we, I think, can probably expect— distraction
1: yeah and I think I, th- I mean I think there's examples of that throughout the ministry of Jesus when, mm-hmm. when I think of Jesus fasting for 40 days and then the temptations right. that come um, and and what he does to overcome those temptations from Satan is he's remembering who he is he's mm-hmm. remembering the why he's right. not looking to take the shortcut uh, we see it in the Garden of Gethsemane as Jesus is praying Lord yeah. if you know, God example. if there's any other way you know let it be but your will be done not <clears throat> mine it's it's jesus remembering who he is mm-hmm. and the why behind it all and uh i think that that's vital because like i said sunday um 99% of the time i get myself in trouble it's because i've forgotten who i am and i've forgotten my why okay
0: so that that got personal just so <laughs> you know and because i sit on the front row people can't hear what i say but i'm like in in ministry especially when i was in campus ministry um when I would kind of forget, oh, I'm the leader, I'm the pastor, I'm the campus minister, and I would just act like I was one of the gang. Right. Got me in trouble.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Every every time. Every time. At least that's been my experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's something that I share with students over and over and over again is the identity is so important. Um, and, and we really do. I mean, I think you see it across the board. I think marriages um, at times will struggle when you forget who you are and mm-hmm. the why behind it all. Yeah. It,
0: um, it, I always counsel couples in premarital counseling. You can't quit dating just because you're married. Right. And I said, right now you're going to be fine. But when you have kids, it's hard, it's, man. Yeah.
1: Bonnie and I have maybe been on one date in the last six months. It's terrible. We're, we're, we're our uh, 17th wedding anniversary is Saturday. So we're going to go on a date, but man, it's good. hard with, with kids and school and activities and jobs. And it's hard to, uh, to not keep that a priority at times.
0: Yeah. But again, getting back to the why, you know, it becomes a good example to your children, right? That, you know, sometimes it's not going to be all of us. It's going to be us. Yeah. And y'all need to learn. Yeah, absolutely. This. Absolutely. So one of the things I think that happens with, uh, the expecting distractions is again, when we get distracted, we have to recenter on the missing. And I don't think that's just for the church. I think that's in our personal lives too. You know, there's, there's an old cliche, you know, if you feel far from God, who moved? Right. Uh, And sometimes that happens to us because we get distracted. We lose our focus on those daily disciplines that keep us connected closely to God. Uh, And some of those disciplines are easy for me. You know, reading the Bible is easy for me. Praying is is harder sometimes because I pray when I walk. You know, last week we were getting the – because I like to walk in the gym in the morning. I like to to pray while I'm here before – the day really gets engaged and we were getting the floors rewaxed and I couldn't go down there. And it's like, I don't want to walk outside. It's you hot just walk back and forth <laughs> down the hallway. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. And people think you're weird. Of course, people think I'm probably weird anyway. So,
1: right. So the, the next point that I made as we were looking at this progression of what's taking place in Acts chapter six is that um, not only did they remember who they were and they remembered the why, um, but they also understood that there are different roles within the body of Christ. And we talked about one body with many members. We right. talked about um, you know, Peter in 1 Peter 4, uh, 10, where he says that we're given a variety of gifts to serve one another. And as I was thinking through all of that, it, it brought to mind um, your adage of, we don't have volunteers; mm-hmm. we're all ministers, and so I wanted to hear a little bit more from you. I mean, I know that we have heard that, but um, that was something that immediately came to my mind as I thought about this one body with many parts, and mm-hmm. how we're a priesthood of believers, and and all of those things. Uh, I'm assuming it
0: ties into this idea that we're it, all ministers. It, it really does, and and I appreciated that you brought that up um, for you know a few different reasons. But one of the things, you know, I was a team sports guy growing up. Uh, I played baseball. I played basketball. You know, I played a little bit of football. And, and the illustration that I want to use is from football. Is um, there? There were well. Let me let me go this way. You know, my kids went to Southmore High School. My daughter's still a student there. And Southmore football has not been good for several years now. Uh, in fact, the best player on the team a few years ago was the kicker. And, you nice. know, I like that. I was a kicker. You so. were a kicker. And I like it. Uh, so as a kicker, he was a place kicker. He was a punter guy was phenomenal. I mean, he could flip the field in a hurry. He was so good. He's now the place kicker at the university of Arkansas for their football team. That's how good this guy was. Uh, but just having a kicker wasn't going to win any games. No, you know, uh, and the coach that Garrett played for, uh, was still the head coach when Southmore kind of started to decline. And, uh, I, I continue to stay in touch with him, but when they were struggling that one year, I said, you know, Coach, you can't pull the wagon if you don't have the horses. You've got to have those big, beefy linemen up there clearing the path so a running back can run or up there protecting the quarterback, uh, you know, and the quarterback can throw a nice, tight, beautiful spiral right in the receiver's hands, but if he can't catch it, everybody has a job. And it, and it works that way for us in the church that – uh, and, and, and I would hope that's an encouragement and a relief to people because that means you don't have to do what I do. You don't have to do what Josh does. You don't have to do what Jeff does because if if Josh and I are looking good on Sunday mornings or during this podcast, uh, Jeff is using the spiritual gift of miracles to make us <laughs> look good and, and sound good uh, because what he does is important. But He'll, he'll, you know, he'll clip in and get on. But if if we had to say, Jeff, Josh and I are going to be gone, man. The podcast is all yours. He would probably say, we need to come up with a different plan because he knows his role. He knows his gifts, Jeff. You want to comment on that because we're talking about you, and I see you nodding your head over there. Oh,
2: absolutely. It was kind of we kind of talked about a little bit about that last week. You know, Uh, nobody wants to see me behind the pulpit, and (laughs) you know, it kind of goes along with this. You know, Uh, there's there's certain gifts that I'm gifted with, and you know, like you said, I know my role. Uh, Me being able to throw you guys back here on a soundboard, well, Josh, maybe you know you got a little bit of background from the radio, but, uh, you know, uh, if if I threw you guys back there in the back and you guys threw me up there in the front on Sunday mornings, you know, I don't think we'd necessarily achieve our mission as a church on a Sunday.
0: And part of what I love about this scripture is this is when the shift takes place. This is kind of a, a next unfolding of what God intends for the church to be, because, again, the apostles continued to do what they were doing. Right. They did not stray from their why. They, they understood what their gifts were. And as other people grew and matured in their faith, I'm sure they thought, wow, I, just, I, I really have this same heart for God. I still have this love for Jesus and this power of the Spirit in me, but I can't do what they do. Right, And, and I would think it's a great relief to say, well, that's not what you're called to do. That's not what you're gifted to do. Your gifting is going to be in another way. And we we look in Ephesians, and in Ephesians it says it differently. It says, well, God gives, first of all, some to be apostles. Right. And then prophets, and then evangelists, and then pastors and, and teachers. And, and our job in those roles is to equip you to do the works that God has for you to do. Yeah.
1: And the other thing, too, I love about all of this is it doesn't mean that there aren't times— where you're forced to take a stand or forced to step out of whatever your perceived role is and allow the Holy Spirit to do a work through you in a a certain example. And so I'm sure that's one thing that we'll look at as we're moving further along in this, uh, through Acts and creating the church, is that one of these seven men that were chosen to be the distributor of the food Stephen ends up being used by the Holy Spirit to uh, and, and is end up becoming a martyr for right. the church. Right. Actually,
0: talking about that this Sunday. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so we see that in this instance, maybe he had a role, but the Holy Spirit filled him and called him to
0: a, a new thing, which we'll look at next week. Well, and another person, and we're not going to cover this. This is a scripture I just love, and I've preached it more than once. That's probably why I'm skipping it. Is one of the uh, seven that were chosen to be deacons was Philip. Yeah. And we get in. I think it's Acts chapter nine. And Philip is leaving Jerusalem, and the Holy Spirit says, "Hey, you see that chariot? Go up there and get near to that." Now, the guy in the chariot didn't need the distribution of food. That was, you know, he was an envoy for the queen. Right. And but. Philip is still the one that explains the gospel to him because he had been grounded in the apostles teaching. He was full of the spirit. He was obedient to the spirit and just go be near it. That was all it was said. It didn't say go explain, just go be near it. And then continuing to listen. Oh, you have these questions. Well, let me explain what Isaiah meant when he wrote this and, and walk them through. And here's what we had in Jesus. And, and at least in that instance, it's one of those glorious stories of someone whose spiritual hunger was so deep that when they understood who Jesus was and what Jesus had done, what's to prevent me from being baptized? I mean, it's a remarkable story. Absolutely.
1: So as the church experiences growth, as the church experiences change and is expecting distractions and is remembering who they are and remembering the why and is um, understanding that we all have different roles to play within the body of Christ. Um, we also see that the church has to be adaptable. Mm-hmm. And that's what we see with the early church. And, and I kind of made a joke, but it's only kind of half joking. I think one of the, the more impressive miracles that takes place in all of Acts is Acts six five where it says they all agreed that it was a good idea. Yeah. There wasn't a dissenting voice. There it was. A, the Holy Spirit was moving in such a way where they said, "You know what? This is absolutely a great idea." They were all adaptable and flexible and said, "Yeah, we need to shift here. We need to restructure and reorganize. This is a great idea." And I just I love the image that that gives in in encouraging us to be flexible and
0: adaptable as change and growth and pains and things occur. And, and we're actually going to see something similar to that again in about four Sundays. Um, what will, at least right now, was planned to be the concluding sermon of this series, uh, that there has to be adaptation. Now, you've done student ministry for 20 years. 20 years. Yeah. Okay, so what adaptations have you made? And, and, and I'm asking this to help listeners understand. What adaptations have you had to make between when you started student ministry 20 years ago and how you're approaching student ministry now? I, this this is, again, off script, so I'm yeah. going to tall stall and talk just a little bit while he's thinking of his answer, but I think he's ready to go.
1: Yeah, so for me, um, uh, the thing that I'll focus on, because I think we could sit and talk for hours on end about how culture has changed and how teenagers have changed because of um, access to information and iPhones and all of those things. I think that that has, has created a, a shift in culture um, that uh, has required churches and student ministries to adapt. But one of the things that, um, that I've seen um, is just recognizing the culture and context in which you're in and, and having the opportunity now to have served in student ministry in, in four different uh, contexts mm-hmm. or five different contexts. Um, it's just important to understand the things that students are facing and recognizing that students are facing and, and dealing with things right now um, that they weren't 20 years ago, or right. maybe not to the extent that they are. And a lot of that is a result of the pandemic mm-hmm. and the isolation and the anxiety that has come with that and um, the, the loss of hope. And, and so what that does is, like, like, like I said Sunday, you don't, you don't change the gospel. You don't right. water it down. That doesn't change, but how we share it and how we connect with people has to change. We have to meet them where they are. Um, and so sometimes that might change what we emphasize in Scripture and what we emphasize mm-hmm. Jesus saying, um, but we should never change what Scripture is presenting. Right. It's just a matter of recognizing: okay, the students are at a different place for good and bad um, than what they were twenty years ago. Um, and so um, a lot of the a lot of the bigger changes that I've seen from student ministry has just been because you know i was in downtown ministry for three years that's drastically different than in south tulsa where i was in ministry right and so the context changes and it requires changing but um, some of the bigger culture shifts i think we're still trying to figure out what does this actually mean for how do we better connect with students
0: and and this is a constant challenge to the church what we see happening in in this text part of it is uh, starting in acts chapter two the church is a movement, you know, a right. moving of the Holy Spirit. And and that's what we all want to experience. We want to experience a move of the Holy Spirit. But as the Holy Spirit now multiplied things, we still want movement, but we begin to become a little bit of an institution.
1: Right. We have to organize. We have to begin working together. E- exactly. We can't just say, well, this is how we've always done it, and so let's just continue to do it that way. In the early church, we see – this restructuring, this reorganizing, so that they can continue to make the main thing the main thing, so that they right. continue to prioritize teaching the Word of God and prayer. And and that you know, what I said Sunday is that the early church was better for it, and we today are better for it because of that decision that they made.
0: There, there's a saying that I heard a pastor say several years ago. I use it all the time. I preached it here before. And, again, I thought of this while you were preaching about being able to adapt. Most, most people don't like the word change, right? you know. In fact, one of the uh, great founders of our church who um, is no longer with us used to say, We don't change, it's constant improvement.
1: Right. Yeah, I don't like change. Unless I, it's my idea. Unless I'm, <laughs> if, if someone's forcing I need the change to tell you, on me, yeah. <laughs> I don't like change. I'm resistant to it. But if it's my idea, well, I love change.
0: <laughs> but yeah, G.D. Madden was a longtime member here, and he used to always smile. He said, well, don't change. And he'd laugh, he'd go, we're always looking for constant improvement. Yeah. But G.D. I was a that. wise man. The, the saying that I always had that I heard was, all living things grow, all growing things change. And change never comes without struggle, yeah. and that's that's what happens in the church. The way people hear and receive information today is different than it was when I was in high school, for sure. I mean, that's been over forty years ago. Uh, but I would even say information and the way we do ministry has changed since I've been the pastor here. Yeah, that you know, I've, I've been cleaning out some files and looking at stuff. Oh, this was so good. I, you know, I, that worked then. That that right. doesn't work right. now. Yeah,
1: could you imagine when you started here You know, 17 years ago? Was it 17?
0: I'm in my 17th okay. year, so just a little could over 16 years Could
1: you imagine ago. Uh, at, at that point in time that you'd be sitting <laughs> filming a weekly podcast and all the things that we're doing? All, I mean, it's not like online stuff wasn't happening 17 right. years ago, but it, it has changed drastically over the last 15 years.
0: One of the people that I read a lot, you know this. I, Jeff knows this. The staff knows this because if I read something really good, it's like, y'all have to read this, <laughs> is a guy named Kerry Newhoff. And and he really talks about how the pandemic did not create the need for live streaming and online worship. It, that was a change that was already in process, and some churches were on the cutting edge of it. He says what the pandemic did was it accelerated it. Now, fortunately, we were already live streaming, so we were good. But when we hit that place of um, people can't come, people can't get around – we were always saying what do we need to do to get the word out and you know we were shooting the daily videos on our iPhones you know to try to help encourage people in their faith and I don't remember what it was that that sparked me at the end of last year earlier this year when I just you know hey hey Jeff what do you think let's just do this for Lent let's give it a six-week try where we do a live interactive podcast that that's an adaptation to what's going on some of you that are watching you have your time at work thank you for tuning in during your lunch hour some of y'all are at home we know you're not always able to be here on sunday thank you for for doing this it's an adaptation of how we continue our mission of making disciples of jesus christ
1: yeah yeah absolutely absolutely jeff were there any questions that you had or any questions that have been submitted this week that we can look at and uh and discuss before we wrap things up today
2: No, no, I think uh, you guys have explained everything pretty well. One of the things that kind of popped up in my mind while we're going through this uh, sermon topic is, you know, uh, we're talking about growing pains and growth uh, within the church and stuff, but uh, somebody once told me a long time ago that growth sometimes doesn't happen without pruning. Oh, yeah. Right. Or horticulturist or however you botanist. say that word a botanist <laughs> so if, if, if you're growing flowers uh sometimes you got to go out and you got to kind of prune off some of the the, the things that aren't uh, necessarily growing as well because they suck all the nutrients out and all that other stuff so you know that that could be a part of some of the growing pains as well
1: yeah absolutely i, I think that's a, a great point it reminds me of uh was it john 15 um I am, vine, I am the vine you are the you branches. Are branches apart from me you can do nothing um, and this idea that he has to cut away yeah. certain things, like you said. Yeah, my um, father
0: that, is the vine dresser that will cut off every yeah. branch that is not fruitful.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great, great point. That, um, and I think that even ties back to maybe the beginning of our conversation with this idea of remembering who we are and the why. Mm-hmm. Um, those things that don't tie back into that, while they may be good things, if they're not contributing to who we are and the why, then maybe they don't fit in with what we're called to do right mm-hmm. now. It doesn't mean that they're terrible things. It just means that eh, it, it maybe it's a distraction from who we're called to be.
0: Yeah, sometimes when people come to me with an idea, they'll say, oh, this is going to be so fun. Fun is not our mission. Right. Now, we, we want our mission to be fun, right. but fun is not our mission. And so we have to kind of reframe that to say, I'm all about having fun, but let's consider how this helps us accomplish what God is telling us we need to accomplish. So friends, thank you so much for tuning in again this week. Uh, I'm not cutting us short just because I'm hungry, but I do intend to go get something to eat here very quickly. As always, it's our desire that if you have comments, if you have questions, even those of you that come on Sunday, if you say, hey, I've got this question about the sermon, maybe somebody else has that same question. Send us an email, make a comment, let us know, uh, because we're really here to help you grow in your faith. And even though uh, we don't see you, we're just looking at some really beautiful cameras right now. Uh, We we love doing this, and, and we hope it helps us accomplish our mission. Of course, we'd also love to see you on Sunday mornings. 815 is our traditional service, Uh, 930 is our more modern service, and so is 1050. The 815 and 1050 services are live stream, and so we thank you that when you're unable to come that you would be just committed enough to worshiping God with us so that we can worship together, whether we're online, on screen, on demand, on site, Uh, we just want to be on God's side whenever we're doing this great Tuesday we'll be back next week God bless everybody we'll see you soon have a good week hey friends D.A. Bennett St. Andrews Community United Methodist Church I want you to know that we are discovering some real blessing and benefit of digital discipleship but we also want to talk to you about subscribing to our YouTube channel again it's under the church's name and you'll get some different uh, video devotions each day so if you're looking for another venue maybe I'll work for you. God bless